Now these are our ambitions. Someone asked me beforehand, how do you measure success? How, what do you actually measure? Now CLG gave us a list of about three million things they wanted us to measure. And we said, mm, sorry, we're not quite sure if we can actually do that. Um, so at the top of our list, we're in Ecotown, carbon neutrality has to be the first measure. And um, what we've currently gone for is emissions of the new town will not exceed emissions of the existing town. Now you say, well, you know, you're doubling the population, how can that possibly be? You've got um, a huge great... The barracks has about 3,000 students a year, so it's a very big undertaking. Um, uh, that's the target we're going for, and we're measuring it in terms of carbon footprint of emissions. So that means that includes transport, that includes fuel, that includes how we deliver, the, deliver and take away the rubbish, where you buy your food, things like that. Very interesting discussion about how you would measure that. We're also going to 25% car use in the town, which of course is frighteningly low for traffic engineers. It's about what we have in central London, I think. Um, how do you do that in a town that traditionally everyone's just got in their car and driven? Public transport in the town is very low. Water neutrality, a really important one for us. We're on top of an aquifer. We're in the middle of the southeast where there's water shortage. So um, the water usage in the new town will be at the same level, or possibly less, actually. We think we can make it less. One shop per home is really important to achieving the carbon neutrality because if we don't get containment within the town, if we don't get people living and working in the town, then it can become a commuter town. At the moment, that level of containment is pretty good. It's 51% of people who live in the town work in the town. That's because of the garrison. When the garrison goes, there's a danger it goes up, and we've got to work hard to keep that going. And then last but by no means least is net increase in biodiversity. The thing that gave us the imperative to be an eco-town in the first place is to preserve, not just preserve, but to improve the biodiversity. And all those four things under the carbon neutrality, of course, also contribute to carbon neutrality. They're key important ways of achieving carbon neutrality. So what, what makes an eco-town look different to an ordinary town? And I've just taken those targets and I'm going to show you how I think it makes things look different. Now I think carbon neutrality is something you can't see, you can't feel, you might look at eco-housing, um, but it's a lot about infrastructure. Things, things underground, like smart grids, um, you can't generate electricity if you can't push it back down the national grid and our national grid is not designed for electricity going in two directions. So we're planning a smart grid for the town. We're also planning electricity storage uh, because we have a hunch that that's actually going to be important in the future when a lot of our electricity is generated by wind power and wind power works brilliantly at night in the summer. That's when the wind blows most. But of course you need heat uh, in the winter. 
heat networks, getting heat around, looking at biomass, and also things like a biogas main rather than a um, North Sea gas main, using, mm, I've got too many buttons to press here, using things like anaerobic digestion to generate gas rather than um, um, North Sea gas. And you start to find that you're starting to do things within the town rather than taking them from outside of the town, which I think is also quite interesting. <coughs> Generating electricity where you, um, where you need to. And because we've got about 6,500 existing houses, we're doing a lot of retrofitting. We're currently insulating 1,000 of those 6,500 which are not yet insulated up to modern standards. Um, we've also been doing pay-as-you-save projects, putting, this isn't one of ours, we couldn't afford to do that yet, um, putting um, photovoltaics onto private houses which happen to have the right orientation. Uh, people pay a modest payback on an interest-free loan which is secured on their house. Um, the payback is always less than the electricity they're saving. And the great thing is it's a revolving fund because we get the money back at the end of the day so we can push it out again. 